Hey, welcome to another show of Believe It Plus Ultra. You know, again, this is your host, you know, first off me, the last and current MVP of the rating game, Dean, the true Opa Dragon, and my other host. Hi, Amy again. Yep, it's Dean and Amy again. And, you know, what we've been, you know, talking about Sora Online a little bit. And, I mean, I guess Sora Online could possibly fall into a little bit of this category we're talking about tonight. But, um, what are we talking about tonight, Amy? Um, I believe we are talking about, um, Sketchy Etchy tonight. Sketchy Etchy. Oh, you, like the, the little drawing pad thing? Where you turn the dials and you make circles. Oh, we're talking about anime, okay. I thought we were talking about, you know, Etch-A-Sketch. Oh, well, we could talk about Etch-A-Sketch. That was one of the coolest toys ever made. Yeah, I mean, my, my, what I've prepared is like a page worth of stuff about Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah, but it would not be as nice drawing as Etchy anime. Oh, no, I mean... Especially my etch sketch I could barely do circles with that stuff. It was just like squares and stuff like that. Couldn't do nothing with it, but I yeah. Did, I did progressively smaller um, squares so that I made like a pyramid or like a tunnel. Okay. That was it. That was like what I mastered with it. That was your mastery of the Etch-A-Sketch. Well, it's, it's still better than me. No, it's just making a pyramid. Ah. Mastery of it. Of the pyramid. Yeah. So yeah, we are talking about, as you put it, sketchy etchy. We're talking about etchy anime tonight here on Believe It Plus Ultra. Okay? And so, I mean, first off, you know, I thought we'd talk about, you know, the difference between, you know, etchy anime, just a normal anime you might just pick up and watch, and then, you know, possibly, you know, to the other extreme, hentai, or hentai as some people say it. All right, so give us some definitions, Dean. So, what we got from what my research shows, and I'm sure you did a little bit of research yourself, uh, you know, etchy anime, from what I understand, is that, you know, it does show, like, boobs and a little bit, maybe, a panty shot here or there, like a girl's butt, um, but that's, like, the furthest extent it goes, and so that's what my research shows, it's, like, more like you get to see something, but you don't go further than that. Yeah, most etchy that I know of is teasing. Like, there are some that are, like, harder etchy that have side boob and that kind of stuff that you generally have, like, blurred out nipples and you never have, like, full-on nudity. It's mostly, like, peep show instead of, like, strip tease. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Basically, like you said, it's just like, you see, it's like a tease. Like, it's everything up until actual, like, sex, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they might kiss and stuff like that. They might be touching, but that'll be the most you'll see. Um, and generally, in etchy anime, the girl reacts badly to it. Like, the guy gropes her and then the girl smacks him. Yeah. Um, you get you get this full like you know, the skirt blows up and there's the entire pair of underwear, but she's immediately mad or embarrassed about it. Mm -hmm. Um 
versus the more blatant ones that you know, are less for children. Oh yeah, I mean, once you get into etchy territory, I feel like, what age would you say? Like, I mean, like probably like fifteen up. Uh, definitely teens. Um, what age should watch it, or what age most likely? I mean, we could debate on that, but I mean, at the very least, I would say you know teenagers. You know. Yeah. Teenagers. I, yeah. Um, I would say this is the kind of thing that thirteen-year-old boys watch in their room and turn off as soon as they hear their mom moving down the hallway. Oh yeah, I mean, that's that's a definite thing right there. You're just like, yup, I'm gonna be watching, you know, some high school of the dead right here. See some zombie killing and some boobs, and then all of a sudden. Like, nope, 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 nope. I'm watching Dragon Ball. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm watching. And Go, Goku. Totally what I'm watching. Because by the time they get to later teens, they've moved beyond etchies and, you know, hiding from their parents. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just full on, I guess, whatever they feel like watching. Yeah. Whether that be animated or not. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the etchy category of anime, I mean, there is some good stuff, but you know, there's like a lot of like bad stuff. Like I think we were talking the other day when we were planning this episode, like, you know, some of the people that like the animators that do the, possibly the manga, but obviously we're talking about the actual show anime here, like they, I think they might need some like anatomy lessons or something. ones that don't take themselves too seriously and go full on this is a comedy turn out way better than the ones that try to tell a serious story in this style this does not lend itself to serious stories yeah but like I mean some of them like how I mean from what some I've seen like you know you always see like the girls with like the biggest boobs ever and Good lord, let's talk a moment about the waist to boob ratio. Okay, the waist to boob ratio, I mean, is it's just blown out of the water. Like, you know, everyone made a big deal back in the day about Barbie and her waist to, like, boob and butt ratios and stuff like that. But, I mean, anime just takes no. it to a new level. Barbie is realistic. It just requires that the person be in the gym three hours a day, five days a week. And like what? We Isn't it like six foot four or something like that? It's supposed to be. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can't. You can't have the body that they're saying exists in these things. You, your spine would break. Yeah. Yeah, like. You uh, don't have enough meat on your torso to hold up the extra like dinner turkeys that they've drawn on the front. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, you break and die. You, you, I mean, you're speaking the truth. I mean, like we said last episode, you know, I am a fan of bigger boobs and stuff like that. But I mean, to an extent, I'm like, that would never happen on a real person. And if it did, they are definitely not natural, and they're definitely not like, you know, teenagers in high school. And I totally understand that anime exaggerates features. They've got much bigger eyes than you see on real people. The hair is weird colors that you 
and most can't achieve, and if you do, they don't look good. I mean, anime hair on real life people doesn't really look good. Oh, you don't. On the anime, you don't think like you know, like the purple hair spiked up. Not in the way they do it. I mean, hair doesn't do that. I mean, if I could pull it off, I would do it. So yeah, anime has exaggerated stuff, and I'm fine with looking at you know bigger eyes, and bigger uh, exaggerated features to prove a point because that's an artistic style. Yeah. It just takes that exaggerating features to an absurd level. <laughs> they do. And, I mean, it just gets ridiculous at times. I mean, ugh. so, I mean, like, one of the ones that I think Some I said... more ridiculous than others. Yeah. Um, and this category is not alone in that. No. every video game ever made female armor. Yeah, I mean, it ends up just being skimpy. Sorry, that's not how armor works. What? It is, because, you know, what's going to happen is, it looks like it's a a bat, like a uh, bathing suit. That's what the armor looks like. But here's the thing, is that the monster, the dragon, whoever you're fighting, is going to be like, oh, boobs. And so they're, they're just going to be targeting that area. And so... That armor is actually the perfect okay. armor for you. So all female video game characters now have sexy jutsus. Yeah. That's what we're saying? Yes. It's not that the armor protects you. It's just that it makes you that much more distracting against your opponent. Yeah, distracting. And then they're, I mean, they're looking at those areas. And so they might do something to those areas. So the armor perfectly goes with the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's this what I thought was... I always play video games as a male character. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so, right. like, going with that... So what's your favorite? Huh? What's my favorite? So what's your, which one's your favorite? Let's see. My favorite etchy anime. I would have to say, I mean, I picked two, but out of the two... Um, I really like, and I tried to get you to watch it, but you said you're kind of iffy about it, was, um, High School DXD. Not High School of the Dead People. High School DXD. Okay, so I did watch the first, like, six episodes, and I 100% understand why you like this show. <laughs> you, you understand um, why I like this show? Yes. Me, uh, personally? My gosh. Kind of... I even kind of get the plot. Like, it, was, it did have an interesting theological chess piece plot to it. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, this, I tapped out. I was like, I'm sorry. This is entirely too much boobs for me. You said so, entirely too much boobs for you? Yeah. Well, you also did watch the uncensored version. On Hulu, when I actually, uh, when I watched the actual censored version back in the day, so that didn't help you either. It was on Hulu. Um, yeah, I mean, it's right there for you. I mean, you are, you know, a little bit correct. I do enjoy that part of the show, but you know, um, 
that's the whole point is like you know it's actually one of the better etchy animes because you know a lot of times you know etchy anime you know it's just like oh there's boobs the panty shot and that's it there's not really any plot to it but you know this one actually does have some has a plot and like you said it goes into a little bit of mythology i mean eventually like the norse gods get worked in and stuff like that too so i mean so i only made it to episode four yeah summarize kind of what this show is about for me uh-huh so what is it about huh yeah. episode four yeah so, I mean, yeah, the first few episodes, I mean, he figures out he has a special dragon power. He gets killed by this random girl, ends up being a demon, and then he has to rescue the priest lady from that. And it's a little slow slash dark in the beginning, but it gets funny, and all kinds of cool mythology stuff comes in. He's got to make it past that first part. What other mythologies are incorporated? So, let's see, uh, obviously, you know, they talk about Christianity, because eventually, I think it's... Yeah, I, I, I got a very Catholic feel from it. Yeah, there's the demons, um, Norse mythology's there, um, they, I mean, I know it's part of Christianity, but, you know, I think it's either Gabriel or Michael gets, becomes part of the show. Both of them are angels. Yeah, one of both them, both I forget which angels. one it is, um... So you're them, the and then they also dive into like different dimensions slash alternate realities eventually too. Oh. Uh, then they also yeah, bring in uh, Japanese one. folklore because they have like fox and cat demons and stuff like that. Yeah, that's real big in Japan. Uh, what are they called? Yokoi or y- y- yokai? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. So they the bring that into it. Demons. Yeah, I mean, eventually, uh, Odin actually shows up. Yep, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, like, allude to a lot of the other ones, and I feel like if you read the manga, or, like, if more of the series, like, they have four seasons of it, I feel like they made more of it, they would expand on it. Because I think they referred to, like, the Greek gods 1.2. I think, like, Odin called Zeus, like, a slacker or something like that. Um, so oh, that's hitting a lot of things that I like. I may have to see if I can find the censored version. <laughs> I mean, I think you just got just got to sit down and just deal with all the boobs. Mm. You, know, you know, just appreciate it. I think I was probably not. I mean, you just got to appreciate. You know, someone took a lot of time to draw those because, as you as you know, they're they're huge, and so it took a long time to draw and color yeah. them. What I do have to give that show is that while they were big, they were not unrealistically big. Yes. They were within the human norm big, at least as far as I went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were not yeah. super exaggerated. Still huge, but um, not super exaggerated. Yeah, I went with um, a little bit of a milder one that I thought was hysterical, and that is how not to summon a demon lord. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, I saw that so one. In this anime, you've got this kid. Um, I say kid. He's, it doesn't, to my knowledge, ever give him an age. 
but he looks probably 15, 16. Uh-huh. That is a uh, hard, like, hardcore gamer. Like, doesn't talk to people in real life gamer. Like, wasn't sure when the last time he had an actual human conversation with anyone. But his character in, the, in his game of choice is this, like, almighty demon lord that has the highest level in the game. Yeah. So, a world that's like, but not exactly like his game, um, summons him and tries to have him as, like, a uh, captured beast or a summons yeah. that they can control. And he gets pulled out of the real world of the game into this world where he's actually his character yeah. and is real life a super powerful demon lord. Mm-hmm. The only problem is he's got no social skills. Yeah. And the two characters that summon him are really attractive, typical, um, clad armored for females for video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not much is covered. And they are um, super into this demon lord. So we've got a 16-year-old boy that all of a sudden becomes a god. Yeah. And has two beautiful slaves that love him and want to touch him all the time. So <laughs> the best part about this to me is he spends his entire time inner monologuing, freaking out that these girls are even talking to him. Yeah. And they're all like, but I love you. But I love you. And I laugh through the entire thing. So... Let me ask you this. I think I watched this one. I'm not. I can't remember exactly. Is it the one where the one's an elf? Yes, one is an elf. And that has like the bow. That's her main weapon. The other one's like, uh, I don't know. She's a fox, but she does have ears. Yeah, she's um, like a. I think they call them like like a cat demon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah. She's got the tail too. Yeah, and they have um, like the 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 makes this make sure that everyone knows that they're slaves to him. They have the chain thing around their necks, right? Yeah. And yeah. Unlike the high school D and D, one of the girls is very well endowed and proportioned, and the other one is pretty tiny. And they make fun of each other. They're like, "Well, I can fight better because those aren't always getting in my way." And the other one's <laughs> like, yeah. But mine are huge and yours are tiny. Mhm. Yeah, I always like that dynamic when they do that with the anime, like yeah. the one with the huge boobs and the one that's I don't know flat would be the word, just smaller, like you said, just giving the crap to each other. Well, one's like a triple D, and the other one's like maybe if you're generous, a B cup. You're being pretty generous, if I remember correctly. <laughs> But I thought that one was pretty good. And that one does all kinds of teasing. Like, there's one episode towards the end of season one where um, the cat girl has this uh, evil creature, like, locked inside her. Mm-hmm. So they have to release it to save her life. Yeah. But in order to release it, they have to um, pull it out of her stomach. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to for the demon to put his hand and then power into her body. So yeah. there's this whole scene where he's like freaking out because he's 
sitting here fingering her. <laughs> and he's, he's, the whole time, like, it's serious, and they're chanting, and he's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, that, that one I thought was a good one. That is a good uh, one. So what was your second? Uh, my second one is one that has had, I just want to make sure, four seasons, um, a bunch of OVAs that and like little like 45 hour long movies that I haven't seen any of them but um I want to and it's called uh To Love Rue. Okay, I don't know anything about that one. So, I it is on Hulu cuz that's where I watched it all and basically it follows this uh again like I think he's 15 or 16 years old, Rito and um he is a basically a shy kid and he, you know, loves, like, the most popular girl in his class. And but he's always too shy to talk to her and all that stuff. And then, like, one day he's, like, taking a bath, taking a shower or whatever. And, like, he's like, I wish I could, you know, talk to her. And like, he's, like, basically he's, like, upset that he can't just bring up the nerve to talk to her or pretty much any girl. And then all of a sudden, this uh, girl with basically big boobs and, like, long pink hair, naked, just appears right in front of him and like lands in the bathtub that he's in and her name is Lala and eventually you learn that she's an alien from some other planet that she left to escape an arranged marriage and um this is all like the first episode like her bodyguard comes to try and take her back and she's like well me and Rito are engaged and he's like what and she, they're like, you, you can't be engaged. And she's like, she's like, see, and like, she has her, has him do some kind of like, dance or something like that. And then all of a sudden, I guess that's the engagement dance on their planet. And he's like, I'm gonna tell your dad. He and he just leaves. And so now, this kid that's scared to, to, to talk to girls is now engaged to like an alien princess from another planet. Who, of course, is beautiful and huge. Oh yeah, I mean, he's like. Probably a normal size, like, you know, 15, 16-year-old guy. And she's, you know, she's supposed to be about the same age, but she's a good, probably, foot taller than her, than him. And, yeah. you know, big boobs. And eventually, like, she's like, oh, you're the best ever. And, like, falls in love with him. But she's like, but I don't love you. I love, you know, that girl. And so then it becomes a love triangle. But then as each season progresses, they add more and more. And so... But he still wants to be with that original, like, girl in his class. But all these other girls from other planets or other things keeps on coming and, like, distracting him and taking him away. It puts him in all kinds of awkward situations. It was like every edgy comedy. So, so he's like a alien love magnet? Basically, yeah. And at, like, one point, like, an assassin tries to kill him. fantastic. Yeah, an assassin tries to kill him, but... For a reason, like, she falls in love with him, too. And then, like, so the assassin now then protects him. And then is like, you know, I protected you from, from this person. You know, you owe me. And he's like, what? And she's like, come here. And, like, grabs him. He's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds funny. Yeah, it's like um, four seasons. So, I mean, it's like... the name of that one again? Uh, to Love Rue. It's like T-O space love and then space R-U. And, like, they had a couple sequels. I think it's like, Two Love Rue's the first one. And then it's Motto Love Rue, the second one. And then it's, like, Two Love Rue Darkness. 
and then Two Love Rude Darkness second. And it's like four seasons. Okay. Yeah, and so I always found it was pretty hilarious because, you know, there are all these aliens and assassins and all this, and then, like, the government's after him because they eventually figure out, like, she's an alien. And so, I mean, it's crazy. And then, like, <laughs> he somehow saves Japan from being invaded by her dad, and then he gets the dad to like him and by doing crazy things and so but at the same time he's not really doing it to get him to like her just to make sure that the earth isn't destroyed so i mean he accidentally saved the world yeah basically right and so i mean i think it's pretty funny and i mean just like all the other etchy ones i mean um a lot of them are basically well endowed and like a lot of times like it's like oh um they try and sneak in when he's trying to take a bath, a shower, or whatever. And then, like, a lot of times, eventually, I don't know how, but, like, I feel like they brainwash, like, his parents, if I remember correctly. And they all are like, oh, yeah, you know, all these girls live with us. And he's like, what do you mean? They don't live with us. And they're like, yeah, they've always lived with us. And so then, like, all the girls are living with him. And so then he has to deal with that nonsense. And then, like, the first night that he, that they're all living together, he wakes up, and there's, like, five girls, like, all surrounding him. And, like, a lot of them are barely clothed, and he's like, oh, my God. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like one that, that I might enjoy. That has a very similar vibe to it as um, the Demon Lord one. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah. more comedy rather than, I mean, uh, I mean, uh... High School DxD has some funny stuff in it, but I mean, Two Love Rue is you know more comedy based. This High School yeah. DxD tries to be serious uh, sometimes. Like I said, I feel like this genre does better when they try, when they just go with it, just go with the humor, embrace the absurd that you're creating here, and just acknowledge that what the situations you're creating and the body types you're creating don't work so let's put cat ears on them it'll be fine yeah yeah oh and then the girls and the girls from the planet like lala uh they have a tail and if you touch their tail it's like you're uh you know touching down there and so like stuff happens like you know the tail gets caught in the door or gets like pinched in like a desk or something like that like at school and then, yup. And they're like, why are you doing this to me? And Rito's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just trying to do math. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, anytime, even in normal anime, when you have a character with a tail, that tail has a, like a sexual innuendo aspect to it. Yeah. Because they always have that like super sensitive thing with them mm-hmm. um yeah uh so the second one i went with i've seen some websites characterize it as etchy and some characterize it as and correct me if i mess up my pronunciation uh shonen uh-huh um and i think it borders the line between them because it definitely has some etchy characteristics okay but i think it's intended to be 
soft, like an introduction etchy. to that category. Yeah. Um, and that's Seven Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly so, Sins. In this, you you can't look at Meliodas and Elizabeth's relationship in any way but just to put that in the etchy category. Yeah, um, I agree with that. The rest of the characters don't necessarily fall in to that. Yeah. Um, the only one would be Dan like... Does. It would only want to be like Merlin, too. Say again? Merlin. Oh, God. Is Merlin even wearing clothes? I feel like they just painted them on her. I mean, it Um, seems like. I feel like it's just like that little robe thing and that's it. Like, there's nothing underneath. There's nothing there. And uh, It's just magic. Deanne has the entire arc during the um, uh, tournament. Yeah. Where she's got a naked Elizabeth, like, hiding in her boobs. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's happened here? <laughs> so they got a um, naked girl inside the giant cleavage of a giant. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, what's every guy's fantasy? Two girls. Yep. Let's just drown in the boobs. Right? <laughs> um, now, but a lot of the other characters in that fall way outside of that. Like, yeah. Um. Vaughn and his fairy are much more innocent than that. Other than the fact that she looks like a very young child. Yeah. Which she's not, but it has that appearance. Yeah, I mean, um, you say the same thing with King. Yeah. I mean, King's supposed to be the oldest one of all of them, and he looks like he's like 15. Yeah. Well, okay, but King has this like old, gross fat man persona and then this young child persona. Yeah. And he can switch back and forth between them. Um, but some of the characters hit it, and some don't. And there are elements of the show that are like, okay, I mean, we're five minutes into the show. We've just had our first two main characters meet. And he spends the most awkward five minutes squeezing her boobs to decide if she's a girl. What? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be the weirdest, weirdest intro to a TV show ever. Well, uh, but surprisingly, this show is fabulous. It is a good um, show, but I mean, I feel season one is great. You what? I was gonna say, I feel like you know you saying that you know it's wrong of him to grab her boobs to make sure she's a girl slash say hello, introduce himself. I mean, haven't you? Uh, Seeing what dude wears my car, that's how blind people say hello to girls. Yeah, no, I, I did see dude wears my car in high school. Yeah, um, that's how blind kids say hello. This is, this is, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, having, and this is one of the very few animes that I actually have kept up with the manga on, and I'm not completely done, but I am working my way through what's coming. Yeah. With this, um, and once you get a little further into the show, the beginning introduction feels less creepy. Okay. You realize that these two characters have been together, hopscotching through history for like ten thousand years. Yeah. And they kind of allude to that a little bit. He can't die. Yeah, he can't die. And she continually gets reincarnated, but as soon as she remembers their past together and really remembers him, her time left alive is limited. 
So he's consistently watching her die, finding her again, falling in love with her again. She remembers that they, who she was during their first life, and then he loses her again. So as long as he can make her love him, but not remember their life together, he can keep her. Yeah. And then as soon as she remembers, she she leaves. And that's got to be one of, like, the most Romeo and Juliet heartbreakingly romantic stories ever. Yeah. Uh, and it makes this, like, this intro of I found her again be a little less creepy. <laughs> a little and it bit. it explains his actions a little more. But... Um, but they've just barely begun to touch on that in the show. Yeah. Yeah, so, they started alluding to it. That, you know, that she's very yeah, they, similar to the last incarnation. And so, I mean, they just kind of alluding right. to that, but they haven't, like, actually gone into full detail about uh, that it's been, like, a thousand years or however long it's been. Uh, well, they tell you in season one that Elizabeth is the reincarnation of his past wife, Liz. Yeah. Um, and you get the feeling that that all took place maybe 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah. Like, that Elizabeth was born almost at the same time that Liz died. Yeah. Um, so you have uh, that dynamic. And then they tell you that he he knew Elizabeth as a child, which is kind a little of creepy. creepy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like I mean, it is weird. I mean, because imagine, like, I mean, even if you're, like, I don't know, like a teen, like, middle teenagers, like 15, 16 years old, and, you know, you know this little girl or boy growing up, and they're little, like, you know, little baby, and they know you fast forward, you know, 18 years later, and, I mean, I know 15 and 18, that would be, like, 33, and they're 18, I know their legal age and stuff, I mean, that's still kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like if you're further apart than 10 years, that's I'm not going to say it can't work, but you have a very significant life difference to overcome. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not a generation, but I mean, 10 years is a big difference in what you've done as a person versus them. Well, it's it's not like he's 30 years older than her. He's like 10,000 years older than her. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know... and was almost that older than her when they had their first relationship way back in the past. Yeah. And so, but then now you're making it creepy again. Because you're like, oh, it's Romeo and Juliet, but yeah, now you're making well, it creepy. Okay, but she's, she is legitimately an angel, and he is legitimately a demon. Like, yeah. Not just any demon, he's the demon king's son. Yeah. So, hint, hint the curse. Mm-hmm. The, like, ultimate power of good and the ultimate power of bad. Look at their, their their children, her daughter and his son, in this relationship, and they're like, oh, heck no. <laughs> We're going to fix that. You can't die. You can't remember. And they just cycle them through history, punishing them for eternity to always run into each other and never be able to remember each other. Yeah. Well. She can't remember him, but hmm. so I mean, like the worst possible curse to be under. Yeah, 
It is. Yeah. But still, I don't know if yeah. that makes up for the creepiness to begin with. I mean, it's not <laughs> like, it's not like, you know, if like someone met you the first time and they're like, even if this whole situation like happened like in our, in our world and they're like, and they think that yeah. you are the reincarnation of their loved one. I mean, your first reaction isn't going to be like, oh, let me hang out with this person more. I mean, I, I feel like you would be like beating the hell out of him for even trying to do something. Right. And Elizabeth's reaction to all of Meliodas' advances is way off from every other anime ever. Because the traditional reaction to an anime guy grabbing your boobs or, you know, and usually it's not like he just reaches up and grabs. It's like he trips um, and falls. He trips and falls and now all of a sudden his face is directly between them or something, you know. Uh, but it always has the girl getting mad. And Elizabeth's always just like, oh, it's okay. It's okay, Slash. Sure do, do you really need to do this oh, right fine. now? In, in front of yeah, everyone? He like throws up her skirt and gets directly underneath it. And she's like, oh, red face. Yeah. No reaction. I'm just going to let you stay there as long as you want. So, I mean, she's like totally like submissive. Yeah, which is w weird. Um, I, I feel like in a show that is that amazing, that's just a really weird, awkward moment. And I think it's trying to add like humor and I don't think it plays the way the creators are hoping it will. Yeah. I think it plays as creepy instead of funny. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, Etchy is about, is that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, I'm expecting some kind of reaction. And, like, I don't know, I don't really like her reaction at all. Like, I feel like you'd either be, like, into it or... You'd be like you said how most girls react, and that's by getting angry. And she's right. just she's just kind of like indifferent to it. Like, she's like, if uh, a guy comes up and grabs you or does what Meliodas does, either you want him to and have invited that response, in which case it's going further, yeah. or you're going to beat the crap out of him mm -hmm. because that is unwanted attention. Yeah, but her response just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, their relationship is not the reason I love this show. The the reason I love this show is Vaughn. He is amazing. Vaughn. I mean, yeah, he is essentially, my understanding, a uh, ripped version of Greed from um, oh shoot, is that Full Metal Alchemist is what Greed is from. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you know, Vaughn is the Foxton of Greed and. Outfit, appearance, personality—they just listed another anime character. It is very true. But it is. He is basically like his personality yeah, and everything is, is like amazing. a carbon copy. Yeah. But and Bond is the reason I keep watching that show. Yeah, I mean, his whole backstory is just super interesting. Oh, super interesting! And apparently, he's not quite as old as I thought he was. Um, I think. Figured, okay, we have an immortal character that can, you know, literally anything can happen to him and he can't die. He might as well be Captain Harkness from Doctor Who. Or Deadpool. The immortal man. But 
he's um uh, he's only like like sixty. Yeah. He's he's barely over a normal human age. I mean, he looks maybe twenty, but he's he's still within a normal human lifespan. Yeah, he is. I mean, I thought at first too when they said he was immortal and he can recover from all that stuff, and I was like, he must be pretty old. But when they went into detail about his past and like they not, I always say it wasn't his dad, but like his father figure. Yeah, you had to meet the guy that raised him. Yeah, and so when they did that, I was like, oh, no, I was like, so he's not as old as I thought. No, um, he. Uh, I figured when they first introduced him that he was as old or at least had been with Meliodas for like centuries. Yeah. No, barely decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just met up, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. But he's, he's a cool character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Um, he is probably the most interesting one. Like, I mean, I'm interested yeah. in why Meliodas turns, like, because I, I haven't read all the manga or, you know, I read a little bit, but not too far ahead of where the anime is. And so I'm just about where the anime is, you know, cause so I'm kind of still interested of why, you know, Meliodas turned on everybody and all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, obviously yeah. it's probably because of, like you said, the relationship, but you know, why did he turn on basically his brother and like his allies and stuff? Cause I mean, I feel like they yeah. might've backed him up to an extent. He betrayed his entire species to be with this girl. Yeah. And uh, then lost her and his entire species in the process. Um, yeah. Because the angels sealed all of the demons away. Uh, well, most of the demons away. And in the process, the majority of them also got sealed away. Like, they pushed all of the demons to hell and all of the angels to heaven. And now you've got celestials, which are like angelic-ish. Yeah. They have angelic blood in the past somewhere, but they've been bred with humans or fairies or other, other creatures. Mm-hmm. And they remain. That's what the, one of the Seven Deadly Sins movies uh, deals with the celestials. Yeah. Um, but Meliodas is essentially until they unseal it in, what is it, like season two or the return of the commandments? Yeah. Arc. Um, until they get to that point and they unseal everything. And he's been the only one on Earth for like 10,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been him. Um, and then, yeah, then the others come back, but. Um, he and Vaughn end up, uh, and this is this is where I am in the manga. So I I don't know how this arc ends. Um, he gets pulled by his dad down into hell, where time works differently. So like yeah. thirty minutes in Earth is like thirty years there. Okay. Uh, and he is essentially tortured for days on Earth, which is like years in in this other realm um and Vaughn goes after him because he can't die yeah um and, and the two of them together end up overthrowing the ultimate evil but because Meliodas is his son he then ascends to that position 
So I think they're going to have the a good guy turns evil for a while arc. Yeah. Um, because he he is with Bond's help, he is now beaten set the evil side. Yeah. But there's a void. Yeah, something has to and, fill it. Yeah, and that that's where I am right now. So I don't really know if I'm right about guessing that's the direction it's going or not. Yeah. Um, but I I have a feeling just by you know how stories work that that's probably the direction it's going. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um. So overall, what do we feel about this this genre? I mean. I, myself, enjoy this genre, uh, but I mean, I enjoy it because, you know, I'm not going to just sit there and watch an etchy anime that just is going to show the booze and panty shots, you know, I actually want a little bit of story with it. Right, and I feel like that's what etchy does really well as opposed to hentai. Oh yeah. Hentai is just like, story, what's a story? These guys don't need stories. Let's just give them big boobs. Yeah, there's going to be big and boobs. And look, like, okay, they're naked. Well, let's keep that part. But let's have, like, a plot. Yeah. Somebody think of a story. Yeah, let's come up with a cool and, story. Or, like, I feel like this yeah. also, too, is that, like, the creator of, like, High School DXD is like, you know what? You know, I'm, I want to come up with, like, a game with demons, angels. We get Norse mythology mixed in there. And, like, they fight each other. And like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty good, pretty good topic there, buddy. And they're like, but we got to make sure that we get a lot of people to, you know, watch it and read it. And they're like, you know, how do we do that? I mean, it's interesting already, but how can we catch her, catch that audience? And they're like, big boobs. So you feel like this is the HBO factor? Yes, uh, I feel like it. Every show that's ever aired on HBO is like, gratuitous nudity every 30 minutes of every show for the first entire season and mm -hmm. then it tapers off yeah the thing is that also happens God. with yeah Spartacus mm -hmm. Game of Thrones yes the Tudors yes so season one's like what am I watching and why is it allowed on television <laughs> and then after that it's like eh, no okay it's not that we're never going to have sex again it's just that it's only going to be once like every six episodes now instead of three times every episode exactly and that happens with High School DxD for sure. Like, the beginning part, like, lots of boobs, yeah. like you said. But that's just trying to get that audience in there. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at the plot, and you're like, oh, this seems pretty interesting. And so eventually, they, they fight a bunch. And then you might you might see a boob here or there. But that's about it for many episodes at a time. And then they'll have one episode that's like the, the first couple episodes where there's just all kinds of stuff going on, that one episode. But that's kind of like the episode between two arcs yeah, and then they jump into the next arc and again there's a bunch of fighting like you said you might see a boob here or there but then for the most part it's just all about you know I'm here to fight I'm here to do this okay so let's talk for a minute about the difference between necessary nudity and gratuitous nudity okay because um Elfin lied you had me start this one and I really enjoyed it yeah. That entire first like like episode. The whole first twenty five minutes. So that. yeah, episode one of Elf and Lid. We'll 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 do this. We're gonna yeah. pause for two seconds. Okay. All you people, go watch it. We'll wait for you for two seconds.
Okay, go. <laughs> okay. So the whole first episode is a serial killer, naked woman, walks out, kills like 60 people. Yep. And it's like Kill Bill level blood everywhere. Yes. Um, you know, you, you take a head off and blood shoots up and covers <laughs> the entire room she's in. Yeah. Um, that did not bother me at all. Yeah. Because I felt like the situation she's in, the way she acted and what we're looking at all makes sense. sense. Yes. Right. Um, versus it, it, that's not that it bothered me in high school D and D. I just didn't enjoy it because it's every few minutes you've got person that's naked for no reason. Mm-hmm. And that, and the three guys in there, like straight up, watch rape porn like twice in the first episode mm-hmm. like, what is happening <laughs> i mean that that might be the difference between you watching it censored and me watching it uncensored but i, was, I just felt like nothing in there served a purpose to drive the plot home yeah and elfin lied the whole point was you need to be afraid of this person she's scary oh yeah <laughs> like She's terrifying. In uh, the other one, it's like, I don't know what's going on other than the fact that apparently this high school club has a shower that they hang out in, mm-hmm. and they just shower at school all the time for the purpose of swamping themselves around naked at school? What? Well, what? what you don't know is that uh, most of them actually stay on campus. And so, and most of them actually okay. stay. Is this a boarding school? Because um, I didn't get the impression that this is a boarding school. The ones that are part of the club, they they stay just, at the house. Just the demons. Yeah, the they demons. The yeah. Most of the other people, there are okay. dorms on the property. But if you live close enough, you can just go home. Like uh, Issei, the main character, he lives close enough by that he can just go home. Okay, I was... I didn't get the impression that this school they were at was intended to be a boarding school. Just that they had a, a room where they hung out as a club but that had a shower that every, like, twice an episode somebody gets in and is naked. And hey, like, I mean, uh, it's hot. You know, it's the dry season. This is gratuitous nudity versus necessary nudity. <laughs> <laughs> to an extent, you are correct. I mean, with what you've watched and what high school DXT and show someone do 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 that they do show gratuitous but it's also because you know some people they're just like i'm here for the boobs that's what i'm here for and so they go oh we gotta do our fan service we gotta give the fans what they want even though what i've talked to you about and like the plot for it, you say you know it does sound interesting the actual plot if they didn't have the nudity in there it would probably be pretty you know pretty dang good without it right but then, you know, they have to add that yeah. in there because they're trying to make sure they get more of an audience. Or maybe just a different audience. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Because we, we did talk at the beginning, this episode is intended to hold older teens. So yes. you've got, you know, your 10, 12-year-olds that fell in love with, like, My Hero Academia or uh, Naruto. Yeah. And then when they get to late middle or early high school so like 14 yeah that 
transition between eighth and ninth grade in order to hold their attention on anime instead of them becoming too cool for that. Because that's exactly the age where I got too cool for Pokemon. Yeah. And got too cool for for uh, Sailor Moon before I decided I was an adult and I'd like whatever the heck I wanted, regardless of who likes stuff. And I brought you back. Uh, but, you know, you hit 14, and all of a sudden you're like, you still watch cartoons? And you're like, yeah, because of the boobs. Yeah, I hated that crap. They're like, you you <laughs> watch that? I'm like, yeah, I watch Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So now you've graduated from, like, Naruto to high school D&D. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... And then, I mean, some of the regular anime, you know, flirt with the idea of it. I mean, with Naruto, I mean, he has his sexy jutsu. Oh, yeah, his sexy jutsu. And then, uh, Tsunade. Yeah. You know, they don't go extreme yeah. with it, but, I mean, they do, you know, kind of hint at it. And then anything... Yeah, I guess you do have... But that's the kind of flirting at that a 12-year-old would not... Yeah. They would, I mean, okay, a 12 year old would get sexy jitsu, but just like Naruto doesn't really understand what's happening. Yeah, he doesn't. He's just like, all I know is that when I pretend I'm a sexy girl, everyone does what I say. Right. He very clearly, several times, especially when he's talking to like Pervy Sage, very clearly does not understand what's happening. <laughs> he's, he's still in the girls have cooties stage of his life. Yeah. Um,. The thing and is, I know you haven't yeah, watched it, but Naruto's like that. that. Naruto's like that till he's like twenty years old. Well, you know, some guys are like that till they're like twenty years. Old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm convinced that guys only mentally age to about twelve, and that some of them pull off a better like persona of being an adult. But my husband and son have a really fun time sharing fart jokes, and I don't get it. But apparently, when you're three or 30, that is the funniest thing you can possibly do. It is the funniest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people have made millions of dollars off that. It's three. Yeah. Yeah. But, Um, yeah. All right, any last thoughts? Um... Just, you know, make sure you guys out there, you listeners, you know, please, you know, like, follow, and share. You know, tell a friend about this. I know there's people out there that listen to it. Yeah, you know, at least 10, 12 of you out there, 10, different, 10, 10 12 different of you, you know, listen to this show. So, you know, tell somebody that, you know, you, that likes anime about this, you know. And then also, you know, comment and talk to us about stuff. I mean... If you want to tell us what your favorite etchy anime is and why, I mean, I'll be more than willing to read and see what, what you think. Yeah. So, you know, get out there. Tell the world about Believe It Plus Ultra. You got anything else to add, Amy? No, nope, sounds good. Until next time. Yep. See you later, Space Cowboy. And...